Welcome forward to the latest and greatest 820 podcast, the next meeting of urgency about your purpose, your message, and why we meet today. Oh, I really wish I could play the trumpet like that in the intro, uh, but again, it is an aspiration. I'm a, uh, an optimistic, uh, aspiring trumpeter. But man, one day you'll hear me playing that instead of using uh, someone else's uh, intro to my podcast. But hey, a man can dream. Anyway, let's get into this discussion today. The topic for today is building reverse pyramids. Building reverse pyramids. Think about the traditional pyramids. Wide bottom, many workmen and servants or slaves toiling away in the heat and under pressure and threat. Perhaps an architect of some supreme knowledge designed it. But in the end of construction, who gets placed accredited with the pinnacle of that structure? Not the builders, the servants. They don't get any credit for that. They built it, but at the top of that pyramid, the crowning moment, the person who's honored with the crowning significance of having it done, someone is up there, not the peasants that built it. The us, by the way. However, in the reverse pyramid construct, this is how it should get created. Perhaps one visionary and committed builder begins at the bottom, the very narrow and very focused part of the structure from that singular responsibility and accountability, continues to build the structure, the infrastructure, gently wider and stronger from that simple foundation. Still, his singular Responsibility and accountability is for it sustainability. Every ascending level includes and resolves and supports more independent individual co-builders, not servants. If the vision appears as too wide or too tall or too unwieldy, that visionary can then decide to complete that structure and build another, leaving that previous one under and to the care of those that also contributed to and remain committed to that structure. But the visionary of that reverse pyramid did not build it or with the intention of of being held up as the shining light on top of the structure. He built it for the wider and and more vital part of any organization to the people who helped in building it and sustaining it. His place in the structure properly at the bottom, at the essence and the foundation of the structure, figuratively, actually, positionally, and intentionally. For that long preamble, That reminds me of a lesson that 
I received as a fresh new army lieutenant many, many years ago. And actually, at that point in time, I wasn't even an actual lieutenant yet. I was still a cadet or a brash, almost junior at West Point. This was at the U.S. Army Airborne School at Fort Benning, Georgia. And this, this man, this pillar of professionalism, of instruction, of leadership, I hope he doesn't mind me sharing his name, was Sergeant First Class Jaime. At that point, he stated to the collective class that I was a member of, he said clearly and calmly, as us, as his airborne students, were dealing with the next set of 100 push-ups push -ups on the burning rocks in the break area at Fort Benning and in mid-July. Hot. Even though technically, technically, we outranked him, this very seasoned enlisted officer, we outranked him already. But he said this as we were sitting there, no, sorry, leaning in the front, leaning rest on those hot rocks doing push-ups. He said this to us that made us focus clearly on the very present moment and constant pain of that moment. He said to us, sir, I will never, ever work for you, but I will always work with you. Think about that. I must also cite another timeless lesson I received this, this time as a national newly minted army lieutenant. Now had the honor to lead a platoon of soldiers in the 10th Mountain Division, 2nd Regiment. As I took leadership of the, the platoon, day one, another wise, proven, and tireless platoon sergeant, Sergeant First Class Tamir, told me clearly about my function and job. He says to me, your job, sir, is to work yourself out of this job. I had no idea what that meant, and I was definitely stunned by this declaration. Like, was he firing me? Was I in this position just temporarily useful? And did I belong here? Oh, wait, wait, I said, wait, am I in charge here? Wait, I'm a lieutenant. I'm in charge here. So a lot of these thoughts were banging in my, banging my head, but I just sat there and thought about that and it set in. He was telling me my job was to build an organization of leaders, not followers. Those who could lead and develop themselves for the best organization to ever exist. That's how you build organizations that will stand and withstand any adversity. Not in that tired ass, autocratic, top down, do as I say, not as I do, so-called today's leadership. Actually, that's called management by spreadsheet and computer. You build an infrastructure from your core values and from the bottom, not from the top. And you take those advantages you've been blessed with and share them with your people you're guiding towards leadership. So remember, what I mentioned in the book, resilience, the beauty of presence. 
Remember the humility and confidence. Those two components comprise the key part of resilience called courage. So consider that in whatever you decide to build in yourself in this life, in this moment, in these 500 seconds, do everything you do with respect to the tone and place, but also with the urgency and the intent. So, please, stay present, stay current, and remember, it's always a time.